me, 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 me. Welcome, uh, everybody, to uh, the lucky sixth episode of the Hey Listen Radio Show. Uh, and uh, we're on Twitch. And we have, god damn, there's so many people in the chat room. There's like fucking 5,000 people. We're on blast. <laughs> we finally made it it's our time to shine so yeah we're gonna do this more regularly now it's just easier on us and uh so this will be our new 8 30 at wednesday's show uh 8 30 pacific standard cp time and the audio version will drop on tuesdays and we're just gonna walk through whatever it is that uh we're thinking about for the week and let's start with Jumbo Cables. Jumbo Cables, what exactly am I looking at? I'm looking at a website here. Yeah, so um, this was something I've been sitting on for a minute, and I've been using for actually quite a while. Uh, a year, maybe even a year and a half ago, a friend of mine um, who was really fixated with uh, cryptocurrency put me on to it in general when I asked about it. And uh, something that came up in particular was um one of the cryptocurrencies you could invest in had a browser attached to it. Uh, so it, it, I think it's called the, Bra- the Brave browser. And there's a couple of things about it. One of the things is that it emphasizes, uh, I guess, uh, privacy and... It's got a pretty good um, pop-up slash ad blocker in it. The emphasis being that um, the notion is that uh, you people often unfairly are made to advertise for uh, companies or have their information collected. So first and foremost, what the browser is about is kind of like protecting your identity and um, giving you the option to opt into advertising. Now, not just any advertising, though you can turn the blocker off at any website you go to should you decide you want to do that. Um, one of the big selling points for it is that uh, through its uh, cryptocurrency, what it does is it has um, its own set of ads that you can opt into or just choose to ignore. And when you engage with those ads, you're given some amount of money in their currency. Uh, this money can be, um, I don't know if it can be directly turned into actual cash yet, or you may need a third party to do that. What you can do is put that money into other things, which is to say you can literally tip people online with that currency. And the thing I adore about that is that now you can make an effort to support endeavors that you enjoy online without having to come out of pocket for it. If money is tight, that's fine. You can literally invest your time, time you spent on these ads into other people. And it's why I've been, it's the primary reason why I've been using this browser since. So yeah, I looked at it earlier and there was the thing about like content creators, that's, mm-hmm. how, you know, somebody who, do they have to, I'm, I'm guessing they have to like opt into some kind of thing where they can collect on your, whatever it is you're giving them. 
I think they may need to have the browser as well or some means of collecting cryptocurrency, specifically uh BAT. I can't remember what that's an acronym for. BAT. That's the name Basic of the Basic attention token. That's it. Yeah. We're trafficking in attention now? <laughs> as a monetary uh yeah. Oh, oh, good. look, look in the cryptocurrency. It'll blow your mind. They, uh, they traffic and they, not traffic, but you know, they, they monetize everything. Hmm. So does one of you want to like, just, uh, in 30 seconds, tell me about the cryptocurrency, uh, what's a who's it? For people like me who are small brained. Uh, I'm, I'm far from an expert. Uh, they are digital currencies backed by different things, usually some service provided by the creators of said currency. Um, so the, uh, the short version is they're digital money. They're digital money with specific purposes, which is why there's so many different, uh, cryptocurrencies out there. With specific purposes? Yeah, like, um, what is it? I think that is backed by the it's backed by the uh, advertising that you can choose to opt into I think um, Bitcoin for example uh, the service that it provides is like identity protection so you're putting money in there but now you get money that you can move um, what is it uh, I think Ethereum is another one and Ethereum is a cryptocurrency that literally backs other cryptocurrencies. So if you want to make a cryptocurrency, you're probably going to have to get Ethereum first. It's to, to truly understand, you'd need someone who knows the stuff a bit better than me. Mm-hmm. Joe, you look like you're chopping well, at the bit. Uh, well, you don't need to. If you want to start doing uh, making your own digital like crypto, like your own digital currency right now you can do it you don't really need to have like ethereum or any of that kind of stuff you it's mm-hmm. literally like you can just check out the code from github and create your own cryptocurrency right now if you have some basic um like programming knowledge it's not that mm-hmm. difficult so we could have now, getting people to back absolutely yeah. could i could yeah. i could code that <laughs> so we have our own listen we have our own currency <laughs> wait 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 hold on what would we back that with my so I'm. Mean, so what do you mean by back that? As in what 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 uh, what is the source of its value? Well, we create the source of the value. With, I don't. With what? Like like are we trading um uh like free episodes in it or something like that? It's whatever we decide we want to we want to you know we want to do. <laughs> That's pretty much what all these different currencies. Yeah. I mean, well, no, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to get a consensus, gentlemen. What are we going to back our currency with? Mm -hmm. That can be anything. It could just be the offer for, (laughs) I don't know. Either, I mean, the free episodes, like special content. I don't know. Mm. But, I mean, like, uh, one Bitcoin is worth $8,984.25. Yep. Uh, that's, that's how many dollars one Bitcoin is worth. One bat or um, basic attention token is worth 0.194342 US dollars. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's not so, much. 
<laughs> well, the, no. the the other the other thing with uh, cryptocurrencies is that they're openly traded. Yes, they are, and typically. What you want to do if you want to translate your currency into an actual, like, real currency, you would mm-hmm. use a service like Coinbase or Coinbase other type of, yeah, or other type of, uh, there's a few other ones, but Coinbase is like the top dog. They're the main one that all people mm-hmm. go to, to, like, translate their stuff. Um, what I actually use, I use the Square app. The Square app actually makes it dead simple to buy and sell cryptocurrency. Um, so if anyone, I tried to, or I didn't really get into it that much because uh, having a digital wallet and all that nonsense can get kind of complicated and overwhelming. But if you mm. really want to get into cryptocurrency and just buy and sell Bitcoin or pieces of pieces of it, just download the Square app. It's it makes it insanely easy, and you can actually invest in a whole bunch of other companies too, like Google, oh, Walmart, okay. whatever. Like so I'd um, say the only uh, benefit to. Um Coinbase over the Square app is that uh, Coinbase will actually give you like like a starter amount for in exchange for like uh, like learning about the different currencies. Mm. So like when yeah. you start so Coinbase, good. they'll like it's like okay, here's uh, watch this video and you'll get five dollars in XLM or two bucks in BAT mm. or whatever. Well, see the the thing about it is that like like I just said like BAT. It's worth very, very, very little. So you can kind of give it away and it won't really mean that much right now. Um, uh, but I guess it's not doing that well if, if people aren't, I mean, if the value of it is not very high, because the reason why one Bitcoin is worth so high is that people are constantly giving it value and trading it. For it's also. Well, no, it's also the poster child for cryptocurrency. It's kind of like people thinking Kleenex is every kind of tissue or Coke is every kind of soda. Also, uh, Bitcoin's doing some other stuff like uh, there are literal kiosks in different locations Mm -hmm. where you can buy Bitcoin. For sure. But um, buying an actual Bitcoin... It's a hefty amount of money, but most people buy a fraction of it. Exactly. Yeah. They're buying pieces of that where you can buy, you know, like the lesser known ones in larger quantities. And, you know, a lot of the money really is in trading. Absolutely. And what makes Bitcoin probably the most valued out of all the cryptocurrencies is that there's actually a limited amount. There's mm-hmm. there's not like an um, like an infinite amount of it. A set amount of Bitcoin in the entire world so that really increases the value of it as well. There's a set can, amount in the Well, you can Well, no, wait, wait. I think I got uh yes. Bitcoin mixed up. Okay, so here's the deal. The service it provides is a uh, privacy, but it's um backed through uh, I think they call it mining. Basically literal energy. Correct. Cuz yeah, cuz there are, I I was just remembering like apps and actual devices for mining bitcoin. Yeah, that's So more can be made, but it's it's a huge ass process. I don't No. That's the, no. Go ahead. No, no, so so actually bitcoin cannot be made. There is actually it's capped at 18,372 yeah, uh 372,650 bitcoins exist in the world. That you can uh, you, you, there, are, there are not 
more in existence. You can't make more of it. It was purposely capped at that amount. Oh, so mining amount? doesn't do anything now? So you can like mine, uh, the number of changes about every 10 minutes, find a new block. So right now each new block is about <laughs> them. Okay. Well, I thought, I thought originally <laughs> that that amount could not increase. Okay. So it must be that's what the current amount is. All right. Sorry. I was incorrect. Okay, um, it, so it can increase, but just at an like an exponentially slow level. Yeah. Why can't there? Oh wait. Why can there only be twenty-one million bitcoins? Um, there is only going to be twenty-one million coins for the whole world. So it would be yeah, yeah. I I may have to look into that again, but I there is something about it just being at a set amount. Mm-hmm. What happens to Bitcoin after 21 million are mined? <laughs> so it could be actually, wait, actually, yes, that, that's the thing. Yes. No, I'm right. Yeah. So it is capped, but we just haven't reached that cap. Yet. Oh, okay. So that's why you can still mine it. Yeah. Okay. So Correct. Yes. Yeah, so, so you can keep mining it. It's, it's capped at 21 million Bitcoins. It cannot go any higher than okay. that. Okay. Okay. So that's one of the things that I've always been like, what is like the mining of Bitcoin? How does the mm-hmm. mining happen? Like, what is, what is that? What does that mean? It's, it's, it's like literal, it's literally just, um, energy. The energy used mm-hmm. to like run a program that I guess generates the Bitcoin or it's kind of like, it's kind of like imagine, um, what you're making your money off of is energy collected from a solar panel or something like that, except it, it can also be energy from your computer or phone. Correct. Or, um, yeah. So. Yeah, the, so there's a special app that will translate that energy based off of the current, like, um, the amount, the current amount of uh, Bitcoins that are out there in the world right now. And that will determine how much energy you need to produce in order to get uh, another Bitcoin. So it, it gets harder and harder every time you start mining more. That's why you'll, like, you, you'll hear all about in China, they have like factories. Not, uh, excuse me, not factories, like warehouses filled with tons and tons and tons of computers doing nothing but mm-hmm. running all day just to generate energy to get or there's There's like devices out there that, and they're just like Bitcoin generating devices you plug in somewhere. That's it. But like, it I gets harder and harder to get. Like, so. The one I saw online was like 2000 plus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so another another really interesting fact here. Once Bitcoin miners have unlocked all the Bitcoins, the planet supply will essentially be tapped out unless Bitcoin's protocol is changed to allow for a larger supply. So it will cap out at 21 million Bitcoins, at, at which point you will no longer be able to mine more. So the value of each Bitcoin is going to go way, way up when that happens, but way higher. I think... The highest Bitcoin has ever gotten, I think, is like, I think it was at ten thousand dollars for each Bitcoin. I want to say, I want to say twelve at one point. So, if you're, how do you get set up to mine Bitcoin? Is that like a complicated process? No, it's uh, there's just an app, a, a, a program you can download, and it essentially just uses your computer. Like the energy that your your computer produces uh, to just slowly generate, but it will take you a very long time to generate even like a fraction of a Bitcoin because okay. so many people are actively doing it. And what is one Bitcoin worth again? 
uh, I have it right here, $8,984. But that price is always fluctuating. Like it goes up and down based off of the market. So like how long would it take to mine one Bitcoin? A long ass time? <laughs> a lot. Well, in long? the early days, in the early days, it was like a lot faster. But nowadays it takes, I wonder if there's some actual numbers out there. Let's see. It takes. According to Google, it takes 900 days. <laughs> 900 days? Uh, that's. Jeez. That's like four years. <laughs> Good lord. But you're, if you're making, I guess if you, to run it constantly, 24-7, four years, yeah. 24-7, and you make like eight or nine thousand dollars. But you also need to keep in mind the market could have drastically yeah. changed by then, and now Bitcoin yeah. is worth like a thousand dollars. Because like more people, also more people, you know, by the day people are jumping in to try and mine it, and that's going to increase the amount of time it'll take. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Man. But yeah, it's it's a crazy. But if you the thing about it, if you got into it early, yeah. you are filthy, stinking rich right now. I know like, somebody just, who did. Ooh, you're so rich. Man. Huh. <sighs> Wish I had gotten into it. <laughs> we should have done a lot of things a long time ago. <laughs> but who would have thought something like this, like Bitcoin, would have been a, 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 a thing? I mean, it was just a stupid little digital currency that people like, like really crazy people were saying, this is the future of all currency. Yeah. And criminals um, were using for nefarious purposes. I didn't understand. On the dark net. I still kind of yep. barely understand it. So I could imagine mm. you trying to give this pitch to someone like, what? Energy? Yeah. Turning energy into money? And what? Oh, no. <laughs> a friend of mine was talking about it in a Discord chat with me and his brother for close to like a year, maybe a year and a half before I finally gave it a shot. Are you mining Bitcoin? I'm not mining Bitcoin. I've got some stuff on uh, Coinbase. Are you going to hit the jackpot? No, but I might make some pocket money. Pocket money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you want to start jumping in the investment game, Mike, just use Square, man. It's super easy. Start buying and trading some Bitcoin. I'm still like, <laughs> I still like kind of like, but the thing that I don't get is how they're, it's like you're mining energy. Energy for what? The energy your CPU generates. But where does that go? It, the app has, um, I really don't know the in and outs of how the, the tech works for whatever application or whatever you use to do the mining, but in the background, it's probably doing a whole bunch of calculations based off of, you know, numbers on your computer. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of stuff going yeah. on in the background. But I feel like for energy to be valuable, you have to capture it and make it do something. It's probably measuring the cycles within your CPU, you know, like the CPU cycles and the CPU tracking certain certain things and using that based off of the current value and doing all these kinds of different calculations. So I'm sure there's like a whole bunch of different formulas and other things going on back there that determine that. So who knows? Uh, so, because I could imagine if it was like, uh, it was like, remember like, 
folding at home. They still do that sort of thing. Like, I remember it was a big thing when, like, PS3 came out. It was like, you could fold at home, whatever, and, like, help cure cancer, whatever. And it, my basic understanding was that it was taking some of your PS3's, like, processing power and using it to run help run calculations as part of, like, a larger network of servers. Uh... So if if it was if Bitcoin was kind of hijacking your PC to do something like that, or people could tap in and like buy part of that energy to like use for something, that would make sense. But is that what they're doing, or no? I honestly don't know. I'm sure it's really complicated in the back. <laughs> I mean, if you just um, like, there's tons of mobile apps you can use to mine Bitcoin. There's tons of desktop apps you can use to start mining Bitcoin. Um, yeah, there's tons of ways you can do it, but for like code wise, uh, I'm not sure how it works. Who invented this? Oh man, that's like a whole crazy story. No one really oh, knows. Yeah, no yeah. One knows? <laughs> no one. No one. No knows. one can. Oh no my one knows. god, this could be the singularity. They can't like confirm exactly like where the you know the it's a Japanese fighting supposedly it's a supposedly it's a Japanese guy but no one knows mm-hmm. for sure it could just been a screen name he was using or yep. she was using or <laughs> no one knows they were using um man what is his name or this is wild no one knows who invented it that's fucking weird uh. Satoshi Nakamoto. That's the name that's used Satoshi by the person who made it. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm gonna. We're gonna Google this right now and go to Google Images. We're going down a rabbit hole, my friend. Trust me. People <laughs> have created documentaries and invested like years of their life trying to find this person. Well, there's a picture of a guy. Who the heck is this guy? No, no one really knows. He's, he comes up all over. <laughs> oh, okay. His name is Dorian Nakamoto, and there's, it's a, they're saying arguments for him. Mm-hmm. Arguments. So kind of going back to the Brave browser that Lionel was uh, originally talking about and how you can kind of, Lionel, I guess you were saying that you can actually get some of their currency, the bat currency. I think that's you what you're saying. You're being held back. Sorry. Yeah, that um, specifically they um, collect ads like a lot of other companies to uh, show you. However, mm-hmm. it's completely optional, and you get a you get a kickback on it if you uh, engage with the ad, which is to say you decide to look at it and do anything on whatever page. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I, the only problem with when people make all these different currencies is that if it, there isn't really enough value behind it, you can just dish it out as much as you want. But if there's no real value behind it, it tends not to do quite well. Facebook was actually going to make their own cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. but the government actually turned it down and said they were not able to do it because they felt like they would be, become too powerful and everyone yeah. would start using Facebook's, I forgot it was like, it's going to be called like FB credit. Some ridiculous thing like that, but Zuckerbox? the government actually told them <laughs> Zuckerbox. Yeah, but the government actually said that they could not do it, and they prevented them to do it, from, prevented them from releasing it, huh. because they felt like if Facebook got into fi- uh, the fine, uh, finance, 
that it would destroy the economy and a whole bunch of other stuff because uh, they'd be too powerful. That's wild, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, this. The fact that this guy is like, or woman, or is, man. I I was watching a, a podcast a while ago and they were just speculating like, oh, what if, what if AI already has awakened somewhere out there, like, it wouldn't be like, hey, I'm here, <laughs> like, it would deceive people probably to you know. Protect figure out being. what we're about oh it, yeah it wouldn't you know if it knew the nature of humanity that there was probably a big chance it would be destroyed and it could secretly do a lot of things probably this, so this yeah. is wild to hear that we don't know who made this yeah Facebook's cryptocurrency that got turned down by the government was called Libra that's what they were going to call it Libra. Mm-hmm. yeah and that was, yeah, that discussion of, like, what if the singularity is already here? Man, this mm. is tripping me out, man. <laughs> you think it's just a guy, Joe? <laughs> I really don't know. I've watched a whole bunch of documentaries about trying to find this guy, and it's it's a crazy... It gets... All this stuff gets insane. Cryptocurrency, <laughs> it's nuts, man. It's crazy. And nobody's found him. What was the closest anybody got? I think someone supposedly was like talking with him over email or something like that, but they couldn't prove that was actually him. But, uh, yeah, that's as close as anyone in the sky or girl or whatever is been, is they construct. Probably <laughs> that, that, that could be it too. Who knows? Yeah. They talked over yeah. email. What the fuck? And what do the emails read like? I don't wonder if we like get a search for it, probably find more info about it, but like Yeah, cryptocurrency, it's some wild stuff. Huh, this is yeah crazy. I'm <laughs> kind of uh interested to see where it goes and like not even just the immediate future, more like the far, far future. I got a theory about it, but uh I don't know. What's your theory? Because um, uh, the friend of mine who got me into this stuff is like dead set on it completely, like blowing physical currency out of the water and firing out of the cannon into the sun. And I'm thinking more than anything that like the services these different currencies provide are going to kind of like supersede the dominance of the dollar, of the yen, of the whatever, but not fully replace it. The benefit you'll have with those physical currencies is if you're in said location, if you're in America, a dollar is going to be way easier for you than trying to navigate uh, this much uh, Ethereum, this much uh, Bitcoin, this much... um, I don't know. I can't remember if XLR is one or if I'm thinking of an input. Um, so like it would basically, my theory is that those different currencies will actually exist in some kind of harmony where people utilize them based on what's needed and based on what they do. So let's say there's a literal cryptocurrency you get from playing a video game. Then if you're online or better yet, you're working through that game, you'll want to use that. But if you're going to go 
on a trip to Japan one day, you may want to take some of that in that video game currency, transfer it to yen, so you can enjoy your time out there. Or if you got to do some stuff discreetly, you might transfer some of whatever currency you have in the Bitcoin, or if you don't need to be secretive, transfer it back to something else. But yeah, so, basically the, the theory I'm working on is that like all these currencies exist and you use them based on what purpose. Yeah. So video game companies like Atari have actually created their own cryptocurrency already. Mm-hmm. And there are other like in, in like an MLG, uh, excuse me, MLG, like in the esports scene, they've also some companies have created um, some cryptocurrency as well. And like the, the dream is to have one unified currency that is unrestricted and can be used just about anywhere. Like kind of like the example you were saying, Lionel. But the funny mm-hmm. thing about it is that <laughs> the government has kind of caught wind of all this and now yeah. they're actually starting to put in place a lot of restrictions. So yeah. the very thing that cryptocurrency is supposed to get around, it's now has to abide by those rules. So I find that really funny. Yeah, to a point. I mean, they they can try, well, but I think I think a lot of it's gotten gotten a bit too big. It's gotten too too big, but a lot of uh, since it's just the beginning of all this, a lot of like the different governments are trying to put in some restrictions. Of course, they don't they can't like cover all of it yet because it's so new. But they're actually, because it's becoming so popular and so many countries are trying to create their own cryptocurrency that, um, yeah, the government, they don't like that. They don't like any of that. So they're like Coinbase and a, but there actually used to be a lot of other cryptocurrency banks besides Coinbase, but they were all shut down because they were not abiding by, you know, the government's rules when it comes to dealing with currency. So the government is like, they don't like this at all, that there's a currency that's kind of not the dollar or whatever. That's, you know, people are using without them being aware of it. Oh, so it's, it's, yeah, it's getting pretty nuts. Yeah, it's pretty And nuts. also, uh, just people know Atari's cryptocurrency, which you can actually buy right now, is called the Atari coin. Uh, excuse me, Atari token. What can I do with that? Uh, whatever you want. <laughs> um, you can go to the Atari website right now, ataritokens.com, and start investing, as they say, investing into the future. And uh, you can start buying Atari tokens. Hmm. Now, for how much the Atari token is worth, let's find out. It is currently worth on the market. Let's see here. AtariChain.com. <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, uh, what is it? What are you? How much are you trading for? Various to that as a stock exchange. Please sell. It's worth uh, nice zero point zero eight dollars. That sounds like it's much. It can't be worth that right now. It's a lot actually. Are we going to invest into the Atari token? I, considering its past history, I would prefer not to. <laughs> They invented Chuck E. Cheese, Joe. No, Atari didn't invent Chuck E. Cheese. What's his name? Invented Chuck E. Cheese. But, um, crap, what's his name? Nolan Bushnell. Yeah, he created Chuck E. Cheese. That, yeah. that wasn't Atari. You see that they're, uh. Didn't he also claim he created the Odyssey? I didn't hear about that, but 
No, 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 no. He's, I think he's, no, I think he's in the record book <laughs> for being the pioneer of video games. Uh, when it's actually, when it should be the creator of the Odyssey. Um, yeah, well, I can't find the worth of the, of the Atari token, but um, I, I can't imagine it's high. Is there anything else you guys would like to say on this subject? Does this make you afraid for the future or happy for it? I'm curious. Well, mm, uh, I've kind of jumped off the whole cryptocurrency chain because it's a chain, <laughs> train because it's just it's there. It would have been nice if I had something to, to, in the beginning, but I don't. And it's just it's something you really got to invest in, like a lot of your time. You got to watch the market. You got to see all the trends. You got it's a lot you can pay attention to. It's like the it's like dealing with the stock market. It's essentially the same thing. So mm-hmm. it's just it's too much pressure and time to invest in it. But if but if I ever were to start investing into Bitcoin again, I'd probably just do it in a really casual way using the Square app. That's wild. So what do you do on the Square app? You just say, "Hey, mine Bitcoin," or what? Anything. You're literally you, if you go into the Square app right now, there's a section on the far right where they'll ask you, do you want to, well, first they'll give you a warning telling you this is very unstable and blah, blah, blah. But once you click and agree to all of it, um, they'll ask you like, how much Bitcoin do you want to buy? And you literally can buy some Bitcoin right then. And whatever money you have in your Square account, it'll translate to Bitcoin. Wait, what's unstable? Right then and there. The app or the Bitcoin? Bitcoin. <laughs> no, Bitcoin. Bitcoin unstable. Yeah, the market fluctuates. <laughs> oh, boy. It's incredibly volatile. Very volatile. So how... How much does it fluctuate? Are we talking hundreds, thousands over what period of time? It can fluctuate by the second by, by thousands. It can, and it does it by the second. Like if we we could check yeah. back right now, and the price probably would have changed. Yeah, but the uh, the fluctuations by the second are usually pretty small. Huh. Correct. Yeah, it's it's usually you get a huge change based off of like what something that happened in the market. Um, mm-hmm. It's. Yeah, it's almost identical to the stock market and how it works, Markets. but it, it's, yep. yeah, it's becoming more stable, but man, it's, it still changes a lot. Okay. <laughs> well, are we ready to move on to the next topic? Sure. Now that our brains sure. are, at least my brain is <laughs> the internet and you can uh, buy it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good topic, Lionel. I, I like talking about cryptocurrency. Yeah. See, we, we didn't even get to the blockchain, but let's not go down there. Blockchain? <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is, man. Yeah, that's not, it's what, it's what cryptocurrency runs. Anyway, that's not, let's not, yeah. let's spend the next couple of hours. Yeah. It's not worth it. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's talk about this Kojima thing you posted, Joe. Sure. What's going on here? Kojima was looking to fuck people's minds. You want to talk about Hideo Kojima? Yeah, so this was article, I guess the, um, it leaks to a different article, I should have just posted that one, where they were talking about all the ideas they had for the Silent Hill, I guess, collaboration, I guess you want to call it that, um, that they were going to do Hello for friends, I want and welcome to I my channel. It just got, the project got terminated. Um, was that because Kojima, when he left, or was that just a whole different 
whole different thing. I don't remember why the project actually stopped. Do either of you guys know why? Silent Hills? Um, when they were doing that Kojima and I guess the other, when they're going to kind of do that collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. PT. Why did that stop? Oh, that was totally, that was like teased like sometime during MGS5's development and obviously Mm. it didn't pan out between him and Konami. Um, Mm. So yeah, that was canceled. Okay, so that's what that. I'm not sure if it was canceled. I think it was probably canceled towards the end of MGS5's development, if I recall correctly. Mm. We kind of all knew that Konami was like cleaning house. Really were. So basically, all this article is talking about is that they were talking about the ideas they had for if that game did actually come out, they were thinking about doing some crazy stuff with it, um, which I find really fascinating. Some of the ideas they had were like they would text you from the game. They would send you emails about what's going on. They were trying to interact with you uh, in the real world as if, I guess, to kind of really immerse you into the experience. Um, they'd like call you on the phone. Uh, they would uh, flicker your lights on and off if you connected it, connected the game with your... Um, with your, uh, oh God, there's a name for it, um, for the stuff in your house that you can kind of control with different apps and stuff. This is, yeah. I'm blanking on the name, but, um, yeah. So I just find that really fascinating. I love that Kojima. He just thinks so far outside the box. It's just, it's great. Yeah. So I feel like there's a game. Like an indie game or something that utilized the like texting you thing. Mm. I forget what that was. I know they would text you updates and it was like in character. I forget what the fuck it was. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of a few other things Kojima's done in games. Uh, I guess the famous thing would be was, um, Psycho Mantis. That's yeah. the name. Where the, the controller. Or something. Would move through That's vibration, good. and the, uh-huh. he would uh, they would check your memory card for Konami games, and <laughs> as well as comment on how many saves you've made. Yeah, yeah, and then there's uh, was it Vodkai, Vodkai? Yeah, Boktai. 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 I got that way off. They use the act, use the actual sun to power your weapon mm-hmm. in the game. So that's just. I, oh, I would love see, more games. Mike, like can I just say that seeing Joe try and play that game was hysterical? Yes, I've heard the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Angrily stuff like that. Being outside. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it would have been great for Silent Hill to come out. Cause that honestly seems like the perfect type of game to have those type of interactions. Just imagine, mm-hmm. you know, you're playing through Silent Hill and oh. the lights are flickering on and off inside your room and then you're getting calls on your phone from like some woman screaming or something like that. Or like, you know, yeah. like keep walking down the hall, turn to the left. It's right behind me. I can hear it, you know, start running that kind of thing. Yeah. You, uh, you go to turn your, uh, PlayStation off and the wallpapers change and it's just some guy staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, Oh man. He's did, yeah. Just he's, get, he's really, he thinks about the entire experience of mm-hmm. what you are doing when you are in the game. Like, like Psycho Mantis, when you were fighting him, the screen would black out and it would give a little. Back in the day, when you connected through composite and you had to select 
your options and it would say video in the corner. He had a little thing that said, hey, I would black out your screen and you would think something's wrong with my TV. Yeah. And there was the controller switching thing you had to do in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he would, he really considered everything. Also the, uh, the back of the CD case. So when there's a screenshot of a Kodak conversation on there and the character, you know, he tells you, oh, I can't remember the code, but it's on the back of your CD case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's been, he's been doing that. I want to say he did stuff like that in, uh, Metal Gear 2 on the MSX. So he's kind of been doing stuff like that for a while. Yeah. Uh, Remember if he did anything like that in Snatcher, but but yeah, he was breaking the fourth wall and using everything around you. So that would have been really cool. It really would have. Uh, I don't I don't know the name of the indie game, but there was an indie game that utilized Twitch, uh, so you could actually people in the chat could tell. Uh, um, basically, they would. Like I could tell the game to what should happen next in the game Ooh. through Twitch. Hmm. Boom. It, it kind of came from that whole thing, like um, Twitch plays Pokemon. Uh, a lot more games were starting to pop up that had integration with Twitch, and it was a really unique idea. To I, I love when they use, when games use outside elements to make the whole experience that much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So I I really hope we see more of that. Yeah. Um. Especially whatever horror game Kojima decides to make next. Yeah, that community aspect is interesting too, because that came into play during PT, if I remember. I I don't know if people were streaming or what, but I remember there was like some collaboration where people around the world were kind of trying to figure out how to actually beat that game, and then someone finally did it. It was an interesting part of that that I kind of forgot about. I think people don't talk about it as much because the bigger story is that it got canceled. He was already starting to do some, I guess that wasn't necessarily him, but that idea of collaborative play is kind of interesting too. I've been watching a, I've been watching Eris stream lately and he's been streaming, uh, Mafia 2. And there's all these porno mags that you can find. And he's really excited because it's part of the game, which means you can stream it on Twitch. <laughs> so he's, he's, as he's playing, he's like, all right, like, where's the next one? And people are like saying where it is. And like, he's like, all right. <laughs> he's like, I got it. And he, he'll go and find it. And then someone else will chime in with like the, the model's name and the issue she was in <laughs> in the year. It's, it's, That's so silly. It's really funny. Yeah. So I just found the game. It's called Choice Chamber and you can get it on Steam. And essentially, um, you're playing through the game and the community they determine everything that happens. It's a procedurally generated game. So as you're playing through the, the game, depend, based on what people say, will determine what happens next in the game. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty cool. So choice chamber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it's uh, definitely want to see more stuff like that. I, I mean, once again, Kojima was also the one to think about smell-o-vision or whatever that's, that's smell-o-vision. Yeah. Someone else created that. But like the, the whole idea of using your senses. Um, well, I think kind he, of being, he wanted to do smell-o-vision. Mm-hmm. I remember he taught him talking and, about uh, it. I forgot the South Park guys did that or something. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. 
Keep doing what you're doing, Kojima. You're the man. Is there not quite going on? Jump of cables. Uh, sorry, where my um, laptop is placed. Uh, it's 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 not on a desk exactly. So anytime <laughs> I go to type something, it moves, and to that end, the camera moves too. Yeah. What are you typing about? Um, oh, nothing. Just responding to something. Don't answer that. Uh, anything else you guys would like to say about Hideo Kojima? Keep on innovating. Yeah. Never stop dreaming. Okay. And make a collaboration with Miyamoto. God, please. <laughs> Why? That would be something just crazy. Just insane. Those two minds together. I want him to make something with the uh, Suda 51 and Sweary. Ooh, I don't think the world could handle that, Lionel. I, don't I could. could. <laughs> Fuck like, the world, I could. I feel like somebody would take a back seat. Like someone would just be producing and the other one would be going hog wild. I think Suda well, would be the one going crazy. Well, no, because, um, what is it? You basically, what I would want to do is give creating the basic concept to, uh, Suda and Swery and then like the implementing of gameplay and primarily be in Kojima's hands, but maybe have them all come together in regards to like aspects of narrative hmm. because they're all crazy, but they're all crazy in kind of different directions. Yeah. Crazy like a fox. Anyway, ready to move on. Talk about. Let's move it along. Zack Schneider. Okay, I I I picked this out of the wild. I saw this, and it's sort of a what a day. So Zack the the Schneider cut of Zack Schneider's Justice League. Well. The Schneider Cut of Justice League is going to be coming to HBO Max. And they don't know if it's going to be a four-hour director's cut or six TV-style chapters. Uh, four-hour? Yeah. I, apparently, he, uh... Zach turned in a, a cut that was like two hours and... 20 minutes or something originally and and they were in the midst of cutting it down um, and that's when you know unfortunately he had that his daughter passed away and he had to take some time off and Josh Whedon stepped in and finished the movie but there was a, there's, there's since then there's been all these like you know screenshots and animatic leaks and various actors saying oh it was going to be like this and there was going to be this stuff in and then Fans have been, you know, kind of clamoring and saying release Schneider Cut and all this shit, and it, a lot of people were saying, no, it doesn't exist. Um, and people started saying, hey, it, you know, it, it doesn't exist, it's not finished, like, but for sure there's some stuff shot and there's visual effects that weren't finished, that weren't in the movie, um, because they were cut. And apparently HBO Max is in the WB have given this man the green light to finish his version, uh, which is going to be four hours long. So I don't know what you guys have heard about this thing, 
but I've heard, and you can see in one of the trailers, there's like a, a there's like a scene where where somebody lands in front of Alfred, and he's like, "Oh, whoa, it's you!" And there's like green light, and people were like, "Oh, what is it?" And then we never found out what that was, and uh, I've I've heard that it's Green Lantern. Uh, I think I heard that through somebody who heard that from somebody. But, uh, so there's, I mean, Dark Side was supposed to be there. Uh, and it seemed like they were building towards that with Batman v Superman, weren't they? Or maybe that was Justice League. I think it was Batman v Superman. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I think there was implications that the, uh, person Luthor kept cryptically talking about was Dark Side. Well, yeah. For sure that was all implied. And it, it was all gonna build towards eventually dark side but it, i guess it was gonna happen in this movie um four hour cut i mean this is gonna so be... go ahead uh, i guess the thing I'm, I'm wondering is so is everyone all the actors are they coming back i mean are they have they all agreed to to do this insane cut or is this taking like just lots and lots of extra footage that was just not released so in the article, and he's stitching it all together. In the article, they said it's that. So they'll be finishing a lot of shots. Um, is what's happening. But then mm-hmm. it also said that a lot of the actors were on board to do like ADR, like like come back and record lines. Um, mm-hmm. So who knows if anything new will be shot? I wouldn't put it past them to shoot a few things. Uh, but it seems like a lot of it was just cutting room floor stuff. Um, and stuff that wasn't finished. That cuts so much. Yeah, that kind of happens with with most movies, though. Like, you know, people come into all kinds of stuff with three hour cuts, four hour cuts. And it's just mm. process of trimming it down and finding what the actual movie is supposed to be, or what the best version of it is. And well, as long as if it is that green thing is Green Lantern. As long as it's Ryan Reynolds, that version, I'll be happy. <laughs> I think they're I'll probably more likely to go with John Stewart. From the Daily Show? Mm. I should have anticipated You're that. You're out of your mind. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but who would who would play it though, Lionel? Who would play him? Hmm. Somebody actually cast is the real question. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That is a good-ass question. John Stewart. Who's the, um... I mean, obvious answer is Idris Elba. I think I'd want to go younger. I wouldn't want to go too much younger. He definitely had a presence to him. But I, mm-hmm. I do agree, like, maybe, like, 15 years younger. At the yeah. Most. Who's the the actor in Everybody Hates Chris, the dad? Terry Crews? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> he should be Green Lantern. Nah. John Stewart? Come on. Nah, he's... He's got personality. He's way more beefy than I want John Stewart to be. John Stewart's uh, beefy. Nah, he's he's in good shape. He's like ex-military or some shit, but um, well, nah, he's he's not he's not ultra-swole like Terry Crews is. When I picture him, I picture, like, the Justice League TV show version, so he's, you know, have, he has a giant fucking back like all the other characters. <laughs> well, well, yeah, like all of them. Yeah. Like all chucked in back and shoulders. Yeah. That's Terry Crews. They're, they're all like walking question marks. 
He's like, or um, how about uh, what's his name? Denzel Washington's son. I feel like the guy in the new Christopher Nolan movie, yeah, Star. I, I hate John David Washington. Uh, I yep, there he is. I don't mean no disrespect when I say this, but I Uh-oh. feel like John Stewart is serious BDE, and I feel like John David Washington doesn't quite have BDE. Ah, uh, why is I, that? Why do you say that? I mean, I don't know. I guess I've only I've seen him in something else, but the main thing I'm thinking of is uh, Black Klansman. <laughs> ballers. And, you know, he, he was seems, in Ballers. He was a regular. He seems kind of short too, and like mm. he's kind of homely. He is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was he was good in Ballers. I liked him. <laughs> Although I feel like I was probably the only one watching Ballers. Yeah, I uh, watch that. Yeah, I didn't see it. Um, mm. It's hard. Yeah, to maybe. Maybe throw the curveball. Maybe give us Kyle Rayner. <laughs> if it's Kyle Rayner, I want them to, to cast... Um, what's his name? From Boy Meets World, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the uh, voice you know of Kenny McGinnis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think they should just pull the trigger and do Trevor Noah. Ew. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Joe, you silly. He's got yeah. What I said about John David Washington times like a million. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, nothing against John David Washington. I'm sure he'll be. He a, is a good actor. I'm sure he'll be a badass in Tenet. Um. Yeah, the new trailer uh, just came out. In Fortnite. Mm. Uh, no, it, it got released on finally, like on uh, IGN. They. Yeah, pulled it out I so you can see it. I'm, I'm assuming that, yeah, I'm probably going to wait until mm-hmm. movie theaters are open and just have it shoved in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough to think of, like, a a young, like, black actor our age that isn't already, like, heavily tied to a Marvel property. <laughs> mm. Or has that kind of steez that, you know, like, there's John Boyega, but he's kind of a... He's just I had that thought. Face, man. But yeah, yeah, no, he's he's a bit too baby faced yeah. for that character in particular. I know. Mm. If we're thinking of that age, I mean, I I don't know. I think older, like maybe Dennis Haysburg could be cool. Mm. That mm. one guy that was the black general. Yeah, I mean, I mean, thinking mm. thinking about it, um, Idris wouldn't be bad. They would just have to play depict the character as like much older. More experience. I don't. I don't want them putting Idris on there and being like, "Oh yeah, he's he's in his uh, late 30s. It's like, no. I mean, I don't think he's at well, the point really where he can't play like someone in his you know, late mm-hmm. 30s or early 40s. Is mm-hmm. he dyes his hair and shaves, you know? But, uh, well, I think in the right light and with enough CG, we could do Lavar Burton. <laughs> just enough, just the right amount of CD. Take a look. It's in a book, and he projects the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's good. good. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> 
But oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> so while we are on the topic of distinguished older black actors, uh, dude from a uh, fucking remember the Matrix, the pinched guy that was like banging Jada Pinkett. Mm. Remember that guy? Well, not for vaguely, not for uh, John Stewart, but he's he's in Man of Steel. He's in that universe, and apparently mm-hmm. one of the reveals was going to be that that guy is. John Johns. He's the Martian Manhunter. Oh, that'd have been pretty oh, sick. I don't like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Hmm. That was one of the things that he's building toward. What else? Does it say anything else in this article? Yeah. Sound like he had so many ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gal, Gal and Ben Affleck came back and were saying that, I guess they were supportive on Twitter about releasing the Schneider Cut. Yeah, a while ago. There was like a screening of Man of Steel or something, and someone asked Zack Schneider straight up, like, is this real? And he was like, it's totally fucking real. <laughs> so, I mean, this is... Well, I was just curious. How, do you, how would you guys prefer it? Do you want, like, one long four-hour beefy movie, or do you want it broken up into episodes, like you were saying you might do, I guess? I kind of just want to see it as a fucking movie. Sure. <laughs> it's a... That's like some director's cut ring stuff right there. Uh, it's like long. I kind of don't have a preference either way. If they show it as a film, <laughs> then I'm going to need an intermission. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I'm fine. Yeah, I just uh. it was originally going to be a movie, so I kind of just want to see the movie of it. Mm. Um, they might get more viewers if they put it out in episodes. Um, but really, I think they should do both. Um, which, actually, I never checked out, but I know Tarantino actually really interestingly did that for The Hateful Eight. He recut the film as like uh, like a, a sort of mini-series and put it on Netflix, which is interesting. Mm. So both um, Was it the original Swedish versions of the... Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the uh, trilogy. Because those movies are like three hours apiece. They did that on Netflix also, where they like cut them into half hour, like, no, no, um, hour and a half films with like an episodic kind of bent to them. Those are really good movies, by the way. Mm hmm. Yep. Never saw those. There's another little blurb on here that says that Ruby Rose exited Batwoman after one season. She yeah. did. Yeah. What was that about? Yeah. Did they ever find why? I didn't hear anything about uh, why, only that they were going to recast her. Which is crazy. How can you... It's the first season. They just introduced her. That's How are you going <laughs> to do that? She just died or she left the left Gotham and now... No, the only way to do it... Right the only way to do it is just put the new person in there and not make any kind of deal of it. Yeah, no, they're, they're casting. They're not making it. I haven't been watching it. I caught the first episode, and it was interesting. I meant to go back to watch more, but I, I never had it escaped me. But if, but if they're recasting, so like they're just literally starting over with a whole new person. It's probably gonna. It's probably gonna keep going, like whatever the story was. It's just like when you start the new season. Right, that that woman will take the mask off, and it'll be a different lady, and whatever after that. I I guess, but they've already they've already done crossover stuff, and their other DC 
shows. Well, I mean, so, Joe, their uh, their only yeah. their only option if they don't do that is to just give up the ghost and cancel it <laughs> or reboot it. I don't understand mm. what what uh, mm. I mean. Yeah, they're just recasting. Yeah. Which is well, you know, I understand that, but I guess it's just kind of jarring to me that they. I, I guess I want to know how they're going to do it. If they're just literally going to rechange her character and just keep going like nothing ever happened, yeah. or are they going to just like yeah. alter this? Oh, that's weird. No, that's what recasting means. They they're just. No, I, I understand that. I'm just I'm just like saying that it's just it's like is there going to be anything are... anything in the story yeah. to account for it? I think right. Like because the, they've already some... deeply integrated her into it all. Like the whoa, whole DC whoa. universe they've created, yeah, but... they've made her character. Yeah, but I still don't. Understand. Well, well, Joe, let me, Joe. So it's the Joe, same well, character. Like that character is just the character. It's just a new actor is stepping into the show. No, yeah, Joe, Joe, I Joe let me, let me, let me put it to you like this. Yeah. Um, the, the, the issue, one of the issues with that being that, you know, Batwoman, she's, she's very human character. So mm-hmm. trying to come up with anything in story as to why she suddenly looks different. Is gonna yeah. feel like like fifteen metric crap tons of contrivance. Like if it was like Miss Martian or something like that, then you can say, "Oh, okay, she just assumed a different identity." Have either of you guys Boom. been watching it? I've been watching a little bit of it. It's not bad, but I guess no. I understand what your casting is, that it's just changing the actress. I get that. It's just it's just suddenly you're watching a show, you're invested in it for a whole season, and then out of nowhere, when season two starts up. The actress that who's been playing this character is now suddenly completely different, a completely mm-hmm. different person, has that a completely different face, and and yeah, that can yeah, be jarring enough. That can be jarring enough when it's like a side character, like they walk up to this person, it's like, yeah, and oh hey Bob, and it's like that ain't Bob. Yeah, I mean that's like Bob? if you have Super like, like if you have Supergirl, which is a show that's been going on for many seasons now, and that out of nowhere without no reason at all, you've now changed the actress. To being like you know Christian Dunst or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, like, the fact the that it's the, the the fact that it's the primary character at that yeah. the the focus yeah. is. Yeah, I can understand That's that what being I mean. completely jarring. But what I'm saying is, I can't really think of anything there. they could do to accommodate that. I guess I'm with. I'm, well, there's. A, I'm just used to that I'm, just not mattering because I've seen it so many times. The audience uh, will go along with that's it. That's weird to me. And the, it's just, it's happened so many times and you see it all the time in movies, like mm. new James Bond, new Batman all the time. And it was, it's no, and those James well, Bond movies were on a sure. single timeline for so long. And so were the Batman movies up until like Batman and Robin. Um, right. No, see, but well, the well, they with change. the James Bond thing, mm-hmm. I think with Bond, it makes more sense to me that the person is changing because they're just agents. They're just, they're just different agents it's i mean that's the way i look at it it's not that's a fan theory i, I don't know and, yeah and and also too movies compared to a tv show when doing a, a change of a character like for me with a movie when you change the character okay that's fine they're just you know changing it up new batman movie whatever but with a, a tv show where it's an ongoing thing with yeah. one particular actress or actor over a long period of time that and then suddenly you just a person with someone else like what the fuck? That, that's what yeah, I don't see. Yeah. A, a really big. Time. Well, no. Here's the thing, though. With um, as I'm seeing where Joe's coming from a bit more now with the uh with the TV show, the big issue with the change is that unlike films, there's very 
there's a much smaller amount of time yes. between yeah. like, like between seasons, for example, like, you know, you can, have a have a movie where it's like okay we're going to recast Batman as this guy and you've got whatever amount of years they spend filming to kind of get used to that idea and ready yourself and then okay here's some trailers um here's the new guy see how he looks um sometimes with these TV shows it can like it can be from like one episode to the next oh here's this new face you got to get used to and yeah that's weird yeah i mean i like i mike i get it happen and I understand that. It's just to me, it's weird and jarring unless they give some sort of reason, which some TV shows do. Like you know, the the hero died, and now there's a new hero taking their place, mm-hmm. or something like that. Or and they left, it, or like in, like they'll try and do like that. With like uh, the more fantastical your series is, the more they'll try and do that. They'll find ways to do it. It allows for creativity to kind of fill that gap, yeah, and sometimes kind of make something more creativity. out of it. But uh, I, because <laughs> I, I see, I like, I grew up watching, sitting around watching soaps with my, with my mom and my grandma and stuff and my uncle. So I've seen all that shit. I've seen like, oh my god, he's back and he looks different, but he fooled us all because he's had a fucking, uh, a facial reconstructive surgery. And then I've seen you know that same guy disappear and leave, and then the original guy comes back, and they're like, what? They're like. Oh no, that guy wasn't okay. me. He's a fucking, you know. I mean? <laughs> See, right there though, right there though, they've given, they've created a reason to why there was a change. I know. Versus just, I mean, it's not very creative, but I mean, the fact is yeah. that there's a reason for the change yeah, versus I know. just suddenly swapping up a person. Yeah, I know. I'm, but they also do that too all the time in soaps. It's just they, like, yeah. they scroll a little thing. It's like, look, this guy's <laughs> fucking dead. We had to hire another guy. He's our new guy. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they literally would do that That's, on soaps. They would have a little ticker and they'd be like, fucking Vanessa, blah, 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 is out sick today. So the part of Miriam will be played by this new bitch. Yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> course. Like, yes. All right. So mm-hmm. to me, a, a couple of things like, one, I, I don't know how fantastical the show is. They could conceivably be like, oh, God, she fell down a well, and this is the best we could do. <laughs> um, or or the, there are characters that you could bring in, like, I don't know, Hush kind of did that. He was good with, like, yeah. facial reconstruction shit. Um, so Hush might be neat. They could do that. I don't know what kind of angle it is, but I think it's also something where, like, it's for for the show this like particular case. I don't think they would really need to explain it. Um, and for one thing, it's season one, so assuming this show stays popular and remains popular, you know, whoever is that Batwoman for the next five to six seasons or however it lo- you know goes on, they will be remembered as the Batwoman, and they'll and people will go back and remember. Oh yeah, remember R- Ruby Rose was Batwoman for one season. Like that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So they. I mean, they, I believe. Yeah. yeah. They, go ahead. they just haven't. They haven't even hit that like, like boom. Like this is a thing. Like Supergirl is a thing. It's going on for so long, but like Batwoman is still kind of just getting started. So there's. A little bit more leeway. Whereas, like, remember when they tried to re- replace uh, uh, 
fucking Topher Grace on that 70s show with a new guy who wasn't Eric. And it's like, well, he, yeah. to, to be fair, to be fair, he wasn't playing Eric. Yeah, I know, but still, you, same They, idea. they tried to have yeah, him fill idea. that space. Like and no one wanted your it. Your protagonist with another guy, like you got rid of your protagonist and had a new lead. Uh, it would probably be just as jarring as if they did have another guy coming and play Eric. Like, so, but that's a good like counterexample because Ruby Rose doesn't technically own this role the way Topher Grace owned Eric uh, Foreman for so long. Yeah, um, he was Eric. So, so like if this were like. Season five, which is like, yeah, I'm not going to come back. They probably would have called it quits, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The shows did good. The show, so that's probably what they want to keep going with it. So. Yeah. It did not get bad ratings. That's good. Although, yeah. I, although I do like <laughs> the kind of the story of Batwoman, at least the show, I, like where I believe Bruce is just gone. It's just like, yeah. see ya. <laughs> He's not coming back. Isn't that, <laughs> That's it. Wait, isn't that how Supergirl works too? Uh, with Superman? No, Superman's actually in the show. Oh, okay. I'm just basing it on the yeah. like uh, first trailer I saw. Yeah, apparently, um, she's yeah. So Ruby Rose is the cousin of Bruce, I think, and Bruce is just gone, yeah. and she just took over. So <laughs> thanks for the yeah. follow, Pinhead Jimmy. He also says, oh shit, it's Nacho Libre. <laughs> uh, so, Thanks, I needed that laugh. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a big tangent. So anyway, uh, is there anything else you guys would like to see with regard to uh, <laughs> you know, this uh, Schneider cut, which is real and spectacular, or will be? I really hope this introduces, I mean, even if it probably won't get made, um, Dark Side. I mean, I hope we get to see more, or if any at all, Dark Side. That would be great. Um, I hope it will trigger more standalone films. Because there's like a lot of stuff in the DCU I'd really like to see on screen. Like uh, all the crazy new gadget shit. Um, a proper sci-fi Green Lantern. Um... Yeah, I mean, there's the, there's a, there's a lot to pull from that well, but um, they kind of screwed the pooch when they rushed the Justice League. Yeah, it's and I mean, it's, it actually it's, actually wasn't a bad movie. I actually enjoyed it. You know, it was kind of fun, but it's also like, yeah, they were supposed to go to Apocalypse or something, weren't they? Dark Side supposed to show up. I mean, they had all these dreams and shit. Where like, you know, and I guess they kind of had yeah. that, like the guy showed up, but it was also like. I don't know. It's almost like this was two movies. <laughs> two movies worth of shit, because Steppenwolf well, is yeah. a bad dude, and it seems like if well, we're going to have another two hours, like it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to go on to Dark Side. How was he ever going to cut that down to two hours in the first place? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, it makes sense. They go fight Dark Side. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I mean, honestly, Batman v Superman felt like it should have been two with a prequel movie somewhere in there to make sense of all the crap that they crammed in there. Oh, yeah, I got that movie. 
That got weird. That's so. They did the whole death of Superman thing. That was just odd. Well, no, it's like the movie was already going too fast, and then like when you get to that last uh, half hour or so, they just hit fast forward. Yeah, that was confusing. It's like no, we got to cover more ground. No more ground. <laughs> I want. I want to get to Justice League by the end of this film. Yeah. Yeah. I, did you guys ever watch the director's cut of that movie? I don't think no. so. Was it good? <laughs> uh, it made slightly more sense of some other plot points, but it was still just like a big hurtling like mess of just like bleakness and strangeness. So I don't know. So I, I don't know. I am excited to the about to see this Schneider cut. Do you think that? You know, assuming COVID blows over, do you think that there's a possibility this will get a limited theatrical release? No, if it does. Oh man, I think it. I think it would. Um, I would actually love to see this in the theater, especially for IMAX on um, IMAX screen. Yeah, I think it would do really well there. Uh, I hope it does. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing about this movie was so the Justice the Justice League movie that we got. It took, like, the series was obviously going into direction, a direction that Zack Schneider wanted to take it with, you know, Apocalypse and who knows what else. He kind of had some strange vision for it all. Um, and the Justice League that we got kind of took that trajectory, uh, and moved it so that it went kind of straight into the ground. And it seems like, you know, after that, like, WB and DC kind of like backed off from this continuity. They're like, okay, we're going to do like, let's get Matt Reeves to just do a new Batman. Like, and then we have this Joker movie coming out. that's standalone. Um, I guess it's still kind of going with wonder woman, but that's technically a sequel to her first film and takes place before all that like section or shit. So, that's weird. Like, do you do you want to do you? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to keep like kind of stay to the course of what they've been doing? Like, Robert Pattinson's Batman movie is going to come out, and Wonder Woman's going to come out, and who knows like where they're going to take it from there? Or do you think this is going to kind of reignite the fire on the direction that Zack Schneider was taking? Or is this just like? Or is this just a one-off, sort of a what-if situation? I think this is really a one-off. I mean, I, Zack Snyder, considering the, you know, the other movies that are coming out, it, his seems so different. And he's like, it's really his thing. It, it kind of feels to me like the whole, with, like with, uh, with Nolan and all of his Batman movies and that stuff, like it's, he's going in his own direction. And it feels like Zack Snyder has his own vision, his own ideas for how he wants to take things. And, uh, I mean, unless everyone else gets on board with that, I don't see it continuing in the way that he seems to want it. Yeah. Also, the other interesting piece of the puzzle was like, I guess it doesn't matter that much, but Ben Affleck being like gung ho to step in and do whatever for this movie. But then, like, he's not. Batman anymore. Like, he stepped away from the role. So that's, that's so weird. 
Like, and we still don't know where Matt Reeves's Batman takes place. If is it a one-off or I don't know? I don't know. Is it their own thing? I don't know. Weird. It looks like in a much older time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like eighties. Mm-hmm. I think no, no. The Bat Batmobile was from the was the seventies model. I think. I think. Which, yeah, I don't know. I've I kind of it does look sort of vintagey. Which I like mm. the idea, mm-hmm. but we still know nothing. But I guess you know, yeah. I guess we do still have. It's weird because they they kind of exploded into their big event movies first, and then now we're getting like this. We, like we got Aquaman, and we got we're getting another Wonder Woman. And then, mm-hmm. What else that is technically? Oh, we just we just got Flash. That. Flash, Flash, Flash. <laughs> the choke slam heard round the world. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The Suicide Squad is technically going to be still in this timeline, and I guess we just got that Harley Quinn movie, which I still haven't seen. I did not like that movie. I didn't watch it. It was a waste of time. I haven't seen it yet. Mm. What do you think Birds about, of prey. What do you think about all this madness, jumper cables? Um, I don't have a especially deep emotional investment in this. Uh, other than I mean, I you know I've already said I'd like to see more of the standalone films, but I imagine that if this goes well, they're probably going to try and push for Schneider's vision, or at least Schneider's going to try and push for that more so than getting standalone efforts. Uh, I'm kind of in a state of we'll see. Hmm. Yeah, I would um love for Snyder to do Hush or Cork of Owls. I think I don't know. I'd like, like to see movie, those yeah. stories. I don't know if I want to see Snyder do them. Yeah, I don't want to see him. Really? No. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's be clear. This whole Snyder um, cut thing. I want to see. <laughs> yeah. I just want to. Mm. I just want to see it. Whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's fun I'm, I'm or down weird to see or, it. Or bad. Like I, I don't think it's going to be like masterful. I think it might be like maybe a more lighthearted version of the cartoon shit that he's been doing, which is kind of cool based on what I saw in the Justice League movie that we got. Uh, but like. I don't want him to have creative control over the GC. Like, well, uh, what I'm trying to think of now, though, I'm trying to think of um, Justice League or just DC specific stories. I'm trying to think of one that would actually benefit from him behind the wheel. I'm trying to think of stuff that's just like really big and action heavy. Um, Batman Beyond. That's that's like incredibly big action heavy. Like lots going well, on. It's it's all, it's also heavy as cyberpunk. And yeah. there's, there's, so there's more energy. Like, well, no, I guess what I'm saying is like there's, there's more energy you can put into setting, you know, focusing on the setting than big, big heavy action. Um, I mean, con- considering um, Sucker Punch, I mean, considering he made that, it feels like if he took everything he was doing there and just did it in Batman Beyond, I think that would make it up. Well, it would. It would, it would, the movie would look good, but there's, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a, there's a really big, like, emotional core at that with, like, establishing uh-huh. Terry, as well as, uh, the motivations of Batman having to uh-huh. contend with the fact that his body's given out on him. Um, 
I there's a bit more gravitas in that than I would I, I think I'd want Schneider on. Um, we already know he can't think. do he can't he's no good with characters. <laughs> well, I mean, the, but the here the thing is is that we do have like a lot of the characters established mm-hmm. already. So I'm trying to think of something. Yeah, but you want that's really big and grandiose, like maybe one of the crisis events or something. To learn something and go through a journey. I just mm-hmm. like. Even like big actiony shit, like visually heavy stuff, I am not even the biggest fan of the way he does that. I think it's a little over stylized for my taste. Like it's a bit. <laughs> see, much. I I like that. Um, I like it sometimes. Well, does see? I think the ideal version is to have him on set for when the action's got to go. Then when you got to have the big fight, like the real. The real deal, heavy duty. Oh fuck, we're gonna die fight. Um, yeah. Like he might work specifically in that direction, maybe in one of the sci-fi ventures. Specifically, like I want to say, there's a story where where when they wanted to introduce the new gods, they had to like kill off a bunch of characters, and then you just had one character cutting a swat. Maybe he could do Superboy Prime. But you know, I mean, bringing yeah. it back to the Super Family, I like. I guess I think I liked Man of Steel a lot. I yeah, me too. Really like it, and I wish he would have. Thing is, I I think he's okay as a director. Like you know, if you know if he has a good editor and a good script to go off with and work with. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like, uh, I I don't want he's he shouldn't be the man in charge of like where. <laughs> Plot wise, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I mean, uh, I I think he, the D, like you look at what Marvel did, and sure they get kind of shit sometimes for having kind of a boilerplate template, but they do have that wiggle room where you have like, you know, Ryan Coogler was able to come in with Panther and tell like a really personal mm-hmm. story, um. And and you know Doctor Strange doesn't like that, and Homecoming is is different. And I th- I think that was it's a good choice for Marvel. Whereas DC, you know, apart from just shooting, you know, you know, straight to Armageddon within within the course of like three movies, uh, I think they just gave Zack Schneider like. One direct, like Kevin Feige is a producer, so he works with a lot of people. He's collaborating, uh, but having your director, like one director, you know, having access to such tremendous chunks of your lore and wanting to do them like immediately, like and like piecemealing his favorite shit together. Like, I'm going to do Dark Knight Returns over here when they're young, and I'm also going to do Death of Superman at the same time, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have the next movie after that be the return of Superman and fighting Apocalypse. <laughs> like, these are not the decisions that, that maybe a wise storyteller would make. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, what he what he made it is what it is, and some of it's pretty fun and interesting. But it's just like, yeah, I, 
I, I want multiple. I, I, there's so many talented directors out there that I would love to see do something in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So get Michael Bay, probably. <laughs> I would yeah. watch him do something. <laughs> no, he, um, the Transformers Bay. movies are completely devoid of any plot or story. But, but they also, really like, hey, like Schneider, yeah, good on the action. Yes. He's an underrated fucking... Michael Bay's an auteur. The mm. Rock, amazing mm-hmm. movie. Pain and Gain, that... Armageddon. Is an incredible that was good. Armageddon. I saw Pain and Gain. That was Pain good. and Gain is great. That's a... It's that's really Pain good. and Gain is good. That's a pretty yeah. good satire. God, that's a good movie. It's this shit cracked good. me up. Yeah. Armageddon. Yeah. Fuck it. He's had a lot of bangers. Mm-hmm. Armageddon had a lot of heart to it. Very yeah. emotional. Mm-hmm. That's so, what I appreciate about it more yeah. than anything. Yeah, I was thinking mm-hmm. the other day. I don't know if I was looking at. I think I, there's this article that I might have us talk about. It's just an interview with Robert Pattinson, who I adore. <laughs> but I was just thinking about like, I know I was watching an interview with Ben Affleck, just old directors' interviews. I have podcasts going while I work sometimes, and he. It was an interview he was doing after he had directed and starred in The Town. And I was just thinking about that, like, we're never going to get that movie. Like, as, as, as excited as I am for Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves, who I, I love both of them, like, I'm really looking forward to that movie. Like, a Bat, a Batfleck movie directed by Ben Affleck would have been, like, pretty interesting. Yeah. I was hoping for that. It would really get the grit. And it would probably be uh, much needed for the DCU that had been established up until that point. Yeah, because I think what they was established was, like, weird. But it. Mm-hmm. I still think, like, my favorite part of the Suicide Squad, uh, there's not much about that movie that I could say, <laughs> was how they handled some of the Batman stuff. Like, I thought mm-hmm. it was cool when it... It looked cool, um, and I wanted to see more of that world and Batman existing in it. Um, God, that movie was bad. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They should have done it like that Batman animated series episode. Uh, almost got him. Fuck. Mm. It would be perfect. But, um, That'd have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. A Ben Affleck crime drama with him playing Batman would have been cool. Yeah, shit, just go, shit, just go, Mike. Yeah. You know it would have been tight. It's not a Batman movie. It's a Mattress Malone movie. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about Mattress Malone recently. I saw Batman somewhere. Someone was talking about it. Or there was some story, and I was like, "Where's Mattress Malone? Like, why didn't they do mm-hmm. Mattress Malone here?" Yeah. 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 If you want a good Ben Affleck movie, go see The Town. Yeah. That's yeah. a good movie. The Town is very good. Argo's good, too. Mm-hmm. Argo's very good. Yeah, I like that. I haven't, good one. I haven't seen his latest. I think he has a couple that I haven't seen, but he's a very talented, talented man. Good Will Hunting, he co-wrote that. That's where he got his Oscar from. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, Zero, anything else you guys want to say about Batman or Schneider's or Jumper Cable? 
Mm. No, I don't really think I got anything. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> uh, that was the Hey Listen Radio Show. It's three assholes bringing three or so topics. We talked about Bitcoin. We talked about Zach Schneider's cut of Justice League coming to fruition. That's very exciting. That's, you know, that's some internet shit. Like, 20 years ago, this would never have happened. This is actually kind of incredible. Like, it's, yep. it's wild shit. Um, and Kojima... Kojima being Kojima and hopefully being Kojima in the future. We'll see what happens. Do we do final thoughts on this show? <laughs> I don't even remember. Where mm. can we find all of us? Where can we find you, Joe? I don't think you can find you can find me on AIM. Yeah, what you're using? Mucha Bunny. I heart lowly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that yes, that was which uh, I deeply regret using. Joe Joe in his edgelord phase. <laughs> yeah. Find me at Jack Baloney. Jump cables at I'm a rubber man. Yes. Only because they didn't have enough space for me to uh make the name he is one of those men who are rubber men. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, radio on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, SoundCloud, HeyListenRadio.com, Facebook, find us everywhere. Just whatever platform you're into, we're on. We're on Spotify, along with Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Shoot us a line if you want to be our Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right now, I'm the Jamie. Um, yeah. Was there another thing? Oh, Jump Cables, you on Twitter? Oh, um, at Otaku Connect. Yeah. Joe. I've been a bit more active on it, so if you shouldn't send me a message, I'll respond. I've noticed. What about you, Joe? <laughs> I'm nowhere on the interwebs. Okay. You can just, you know, message me and I'll pass the word along to Joe. I'll get it. I'll respond back. He'll he'll respond to you by carrier pigeon in three to five business days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
Good talk. Yeah. So we're going to release the main one of this one, the director's cut of this episode as well. Four hours, four hour director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two hours is Mike swiping through Tinder. Yeah. That would be great. Hour and a half of me eating. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that would be that would be something special. <laughs> <laughs>